Good morning, and thanks for tuning in to Being Trans. Well, it's morning here in Australia, and it's 6 a.m., and I'm sitting here on a beautiful Sunday. Thank God I am doing well, and thank God I am alive. Now, I say God, and I might say it along the lines of more of a of a creator-based idea. Not necessarily any God, but a creator that is something greater than what we are. And my belief structure upon that idea is pure and simple. We are too great of a creation to be just a one-off. The universe is vast and it's huge and it's amazing and so many things are so intricate and so many amazing discoveries for our tiny little brains to go this way, that way, choose something to do over here, become a sports star, to become a, I don't know, an astronaut, to become a physicist. Our minds have so many places to go. And I really do believe in a creator. But I believe that creator is more than just some guy riding in a cloud. But I believe there is something greater than us. And I believe that we can aspire to be just as great as that. And I think at the same time that it isn't an omnipotent force. I don't believe that you can spend hours on your knees praying for something to change. There are certain things that we can never change. If a person is going to die, then they're going to die. Let's be honest and truthful about that. No amount of prayer can solve that for them. Yes, miracles, we might say, happen. But we've seen them in so many different places, even with people that don't pray, even with people that don't believe. Now, we're going to talk today on today's show a little bit about conflict resolution. Now, here I am. My voice is a little deeper because I just woke up and I sat down because I did not want to be stagnant and not get some things done today. So, I posted the one of the episode coming out just slightly before sitting down and talking to you. Let's get productive. Kind of my thought for the day. One of the things that I think a lot of us need to look at is conflict resolution because we exist in conflict. We really, really do. We are confronted by people who don't necessarily like us. We're confronted by people who don't necessarily agree with the issue of being transgender. We also have a lot of people that go, ha ha, here's one page, even though there's a stack of paper that says we are valid. And they believe the one page. And this could be from sports stars to presidents. That one page is more important than all those studies, all the written material, all the peer-reviewed studies, all the doctors, all the scientists, all the people who sit on the other side of that fence. Your one page is more important than millions of pages on the other side. And how do we navigate that? How do we how do we come to that that sense of saying no 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 <laughs> that one page is bullshit here's all this and i and i always come back to the same argument in my mind now if if you know anything about me i like buddhism i'm not a buddhist but i like buddhism for a number of reasons there's a simple logic that exists in Buddhism that doesn't exist anywhere else. And it's more of a harmonizing logic. It teaches us so much about not only ourselves, but about those around us. You don't have to subscribe to it. And I'm not going to sit here and endlessly quote from it. But when we look at this subject, 
and we have the one person holding up the page going, oh, I knew it. And we come back to that, that moment where we go, just because you have one page and it's written by a normal person doesn't mean it's real. Doesn't mean it's right. And when you look at that one page, if it's supported by anybody that's listed as a hate group, hey, there's some serious shit in that. Your group that you're touting is supported by a hate group and was designed by that hate group. Is it necessarily factual? No. We can either walk away or we can face it and stand up. I don't, I don't like saying put my chest forward because I don't want everybody to see my boobs. Um, <laughs> but you can put your chest forward, shoulders back, head held high, and be proud of who you are. Now, I tell my kids that if somebody's cutting them down, stand up for yourself. Stand up for yourself, not necessarily in a way that's going to get you into a fight, even though my kids, I've, I've got no worry about my kids. I worry about the other person if they tried it. But stand up for who you are. Stand up for what you believe in. Because if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything. And the moment you walk past something that is bothering you, that means you accept it. And think about that. The standard you walk past is the standard you accept. I love that quote. Fantastic quote. It is so true straight down to the list. If you accept that picking on a player for kneeling at a game to try and create a conversation about equal lives and equal justice and equal existence, and you're upset about it, you're part of the problem. You're not part of the solution. If you say, why is he doing that? And then you go out and you go, hey, yeah, that's that shit's just not right. And you start speaking up about it. You put on your site or on your thing or on your mantra or on your everyday existence. Black lives matter. Trans lives matter. LGBT lives matter. Then you're becoming part of the solution. It doesn't matter that Others don't like it, but you need to make that stand. You need to be counted and not ignored. Because the moment you become counted for standing up for what you believe in, the moment people start to respect you as a person. And don't necessarily say that you have to be counted among those who are, um, you know, don't be afraid to be counted on things. Don't be afraid to be counted on things. Part of conflict resolution is knowing where you stand. Because the moment you know where you stand, you actually become invested in it. And therefore, it's important to you. And therefore, you can work on the conflict resolution. If you're sitting there like a reed in the wind, and a heavy gale comes and pushes you down, do you have the internal fortitude to stand back up. Most reeds will if there's a lot of reeds together. If there is one reed, it will fall. And it will lay down and it will die on the ground. Think about that for a second. Look at the reeds in a wetland. The more of them there are, the stronger they become. The more protection they provide, the more nutrients that exist around that area, the cleaner the water is, the cleaner the air is, because these plants do more than just be one little reed. But if there is a reed that is out, that has managed to break away from the pack and has grown way out, it's not going to survive long. It really won't. Unless it can find others to grow with it. That's kind of the way we need to look at conflict resolution to begin with. The more we support, the more we grow. 
I've, I created a page on the website about talking about groups we need to be concerned about. Because we will run into these people. We do it all the time. We run into people that are a member of these groups one way or another. And we should know how to stand up and say, no, that's not right. But at the same time, also here, and I'm going to quote Buddha. I was wrong. I'm going to quote Buddha. Um, Buddha was sitting under a tree, and a gentleman walked up and started really tearing into him, okay? Really having to go at Buddha. And he just sat there. He didn't say anything. And the guy kept getting angrier because he could not get Buddha to freaking get angry about it. And he just kept ripping into him. And finally, after the guy just got so exhausted, he's like, why aren't you mad at me? Why aren't you? And Buddha goes, well, it's very simple. If you were to buy a gift for someone, and you go to give it to them, and they don't want it, and they reject it, who owns the gift? And the man sat down for a little bit in his anger, and in his rage, and he thought, and he said, I do. I bought the gift. And Buddha calmly said back to him, well, that's kind of like anger. I don't accept your gift. You can have it. I don't want it. Who owns the anger? Shortly after that, the man learned the lesson Buddha was trying to teach him. He owned the anger, not Buddha. It didn't matter what his anger was about. It wasn't Buddha's. He didn't want it. Buddha could have replied back in anger at any time. He could have said, no matter what the subject was, rah, 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 and they were both going to rah, 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 and it could have come to blows. But it didn't. Buddha took a path that was in a way, enlightened. He knew that there was no value in continuing on an argument where the other person was spouting nonsense, anger, because when you get angry, you start making up shit. And Buddha just sort of went, all right, you keep doing what you're going to do, and when you start to come back down, we'll talk. Sorry, I needed the drink. Now, in saying that, I have got children. And I've seen this work. I really, really have. Sometimes kids get upset. And they get upset sometimes at the craziest of things. And as a parent, you've got either a couple of choices. You can sit there and go, well, what is it? Finally tell me what it is and I'll work with you. Or you could just sit there and listen. It may take several minutes to even a day or two. And you may actually eventually have to come to a hard decision of saying the basic fact of this is something you are going to have to decide on how to resolve to that child. I can give you all the tools, I can tell you what to do, but you must do it on your own. And you must make it yours. And I've had to do that, and I'll explain here in a second. If you know me, you know I have a difficult former partner who is part of my children's lives. In fact, the other side of the reason they exist. Now, my former partner has managed on a number of occasions to shit, literally shit, on the parade of my daughter. I shouldn't say literally. that I know better than that. But figuratively, there we go, that's the correct word, 
figuratively shit on my daughter's parade in more than one occasion. And my daughter has been so upset about it to a point that blinding rage has run up and down these halls in tear-soaked tear clothing with anger on her face to the point that it is red. And I've had to sit her down and we've had to have a chat and I've had to listen to the same story over and over again. I've gotten to the point where I've taken my daughter and got her some, someone to talk to because I can only do so much as a parent. I can't solve every hole in the dike. I can stick my fingers in most of them, toes in the other ones, but then if something appears, I can put my nose in it, but if something over there appears, I can't do anything. And sometimes you need a little help. And so I got her some help, and over the weekend, this my daughter became sick this week, and over the weekend we had a problem with the ex. There's another hole in the dike way in the hill over there. Well, this time, I just pulled my fingers out of the dike and I stepped back. And I told her, I said, listen, I love you with all my heart, but at some point, you need to take ownership of your solution. We have told you what your opportunity, we have told you what you can do. We have told you of your choices and how to navigate those choices. They are difficult choices to make. We cannot make them for you. We can only tell you what the options are. I was going to eventually get to that. I was having, I was having a morning dyslexic problem. Um, I could see the word but couldn't pronounce it. Da, 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 da. Um, and did it help my daughter? No, because we're at that stage where it's anger has filled the room. And I finally sat her down because her brother, her little brother, was also having the same problem with the ex. They were both sick to the core. I mean, like snot dripping, eyes watering, coughing and sneezing. And it looked miserable. Thanks to my oldest son who gave it to him. Um, <laughs> But I sat down to him and I said, look, guys, I love you with all my heart. You know that I value you. I listen to you. I am concerned for you, and you matter. I hear your problems with the other parent. But you know what your options are. I can't make those choices for you. You have to make them. And I, I, I love you. I will be here for you. Once you make that choice, and that choice is yours alone to make, and you have to accept the responsibility before and after that choice. There may be good responses and bad responses to that choice. We as adults have the same issue. If someone is spouting bullshit in our face, like I told a gentleman, he, I was sitting outside waiting for my Uber because if you don't know, I'm having difficulty walking. And um, the problems are slowly getting worse. And therefore, I don't drive right now because I'm too scared about the difficulty of what's going on in my body. My lower body. Not my upper body. Pretty freaking clear and healthy on the upper body. But for some strange reason, my legs just don't want to do it. So, the... I'm standing outside, back to the story, I'm standing outside uh, waiting for my Uber to show up. And this guy pulls up on this fan fantastic looking Harley and it I'm a lover of motorcycles 
I've had enough of them. I love them. I love the feel of the road on a motorcycle. I love the sound of a motorcycle. I just love motorcycles. And this gentleman pulls up on his Harley, and it is absolutely stunning. And I said, that is a beautiful bike. I gave him a compliment. And he looked at me and he goes, thanks. He got about 300 feet away from me. And he says at the top of his voice, you're a boy. You were born a boy. You will always be a boy. Deal with it. I thought to myself how sad of a person you are that you were not able to actually say it to my face. I saw your colors on your jacket. I wasn't stupid. I knew you belonged to a club, but I wasn't cowardly enough to not compliment you on your beautiful motorcycle because it was beautiful. I wasn't trying to get in your pants. I was saying you did a great job on your motorcycle. And I wasn't there for a conversation on my gender. But you were too cowardly to actually face me and tell me straight to my face, I don't understand what being transgender is about, and I think you should just accept who you are. Mind you, I've accepted who I was a long time ago. I'm me. And I happen to be transgender. But I'm me. And I thought really less of this individual. And when I turned my head to look back at the motorcycle, what I saw was an ordinary motorcycle. It just happened to have a couple little add-ons here and there. It lost its luster. It lost its shine. It was no longer the great, beautiful thing that this guy had created. I've seen plenty of them before. I've seen better ones. And that's what happened. Did I get angry? Did I bother replying back? No. Not that it was cowardly. I just didn't care. I just thought so less of him. And, and it had completely blown the image of what he had created. I, I don't know Michelangelo. I don't know him. But what he created was absolutely fantastically beautiful. He had done it so many times in so many different ways in so many different places. But if he came up to me and started criticizing what I was like in life, and he didn't know me, or he didn't have a reason to, I'd probably feel a little bit less at awe with some of the things he's done. We see this a lot. We have respect for our parents. Doesn't mean we have to like them. We're going to take a real quick break, come back, we're going to finish talking about this. Because I think it's very important that we understand a little bit about conflict and a little bit about resolution. So take a break, get a drink, come on back. We'll finish talking this one out. All right, welcome back. Hope you enjoy this drink that you got. As I was saying, we have parents and we respect them, but that respect only goes so far as long as they've earned it. And, and just like my daughter, she's lost complete respect for the other parent. Does not have it, but she still loves that parent and hopes that that parent will love and care for her. But she's starting to lose that feeling. She's starting to lose that connectivity because the other parent is acting like such a twat. Excuse my French. But when you come down to it, the conflict that exists, whether it's created by you or created by someone else, has to come to a boiling point. And then that boiling point is either going to tip you over to the point that you cut them off or you have to face the problem. Now, like Buddha, he sat there and he contemplated, even though the boiling point was really on the other side, 
He still contemplated everything that was said, and then gently said, no. I've had problems with this other parent. I got threatened this week to be dragged to court, and I have done my best to try and gently support the other person. When my daughter gets angry at the other parent, I talk it out, and I try to get my daughter to see what's actually going on. My son got so mad at the other parent's partner, um, which is not me. <laughs> Huge knock on wood, or something that used to be wood, maybe a knock on my own head. Um, and he was angry, and he was pounding the pillow, and he was yelling at the pillow, because I've taught them, beat the living snot out of a pillow if you're angry. Don't take it out on anybody else. Beat the living snot out of a pillow. And I walked in after a short time, and I said, what's going on? How can we have a talk? And he said to me, I'm so angry at blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, why? What has he done? And I said, I'm just so angry at him. I'm like, what has he done? Is he the reason? that the other parent isn't stepping up to the plate today? No. Is it his fault that he ended up in the hospital and is ill and the other parent chose him rather than you? No. Is it his fault that the other parent doesn't want to talk out things with you? No. So why are you so angry at him? It's not his fault. It's the choice of the third party. So you're angry at a person that has done no wrong. I don't really care about her new partner. I, crap, sorry he ended up in the hospital. Hope he gets better. In fact, if that person is alive, it's better off for me because... My ex-partner focuses her attention to him and not me. I like that. And that's where a lot of us should look at. So your ex-partner has a new person in their life. Is there attention towards the, ex the new partner or is it towards you? And if that person was not good for you and was toxic for you, should you want them really back in your life? No. I mean, I look forward to, like, my youngest one is 11. Seven years. I look forward to the eighth year when I can just... <sighs> when I can let go and just step back and say, you are done. I am done with your dramas. And I can revel and support my children, our children, without you playing one simple part. Because I know, and this is something we all have to understand, that this might seem like, how does this apply to other conflicts in our lives? And I'll explain. My kids are not stupid. No child is. They watch it from the sidelines. They form their opinions. And at some point, if that opinion becomes overwhelmingly negative and they realize it for the rest of their lives, it is there. It will always be there. But if you support that child and give that child hope, love, compassion, and understanding, it is also there forever. They will remember you with fondness when you are gone. Even if you had a fight with them, even if you had conflict with them, 
they will remember the good things. My kids are not perfect. The two older ones came home with shitty grades in 2020. But I also understood in 2020 we had the worst pandemic year in our state. We've never seen anything like this before in our lives. So understanding that, yeah, you had a crappy year. It's still trying to fold out. Well, I gave them a coming to Jesus meeting. <laughs> if you don't know me, that's my that's my little one-line joke about, you know, you're, you're coming to have a kind of talk with God here, and I'm God, and this is my house, my domain, and we will talk it out, and you will listen. Both of my kids had that coming to Jesus moment. And we sat down, and I said, Daggone it, you know my rules in this house. Boom, 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 boom. And I said, you blew it this year. And I've read the reports. I've looked at the reports. I've understood the reports. And you need to step up to the plate this year. I'll give you this. You know, I give them going from primary school to high school is a big jump in uh, maturity level. So I give them a seventh grade to be like total in the head. But they still need to strive to get good grades. But in the head happens and they can have bad grades and I'm not going to get overly PO'd about it. Last year, my daughter had a in the head and I got a little upset about it. Only to the point where I said, I've given you your rope. Don't hang yourself. Don't do something stupid that you can't fix. And you had a shit of a year. And you looked at the dramas that have existed all around you and you have made them so much that it has impacted your learning process. And I watched you. And all I ask from you is the grade of C. Do what you can to get a grade of C. Don't do any less. Do what you can, work hard on it, and get a grade of C. Now, it didn't get that in both of them. But I understand that at some point we got to look at that we had the pandemic and how that was and the struggles that existed. And I said, I sat them down and I said, look, this is a new year. There's no reason that you can't pull me at least a seat. And I do not want to see a repeat of what we had last year. Step up to the plate. This is your future we're talking about. Don't take a side seat to your future. Don't sit in the back because if you don't do it right, you're going to have a horrible future. Trust me, I've seen it. I know it. We are surrounded by where we live with people that have taken the side seat to their future. They don't strive to make something better of themselves. And in some ways, that is the best, the very best thing we can teach. And I did that. And I taught them again. And I've put them down on the road. I've patted them on the back and said, I love you. I care about you. I listen to you. And you matter. But this matters too. Now go make it matter for you. The conflict resolution is there. We have an issue. We looked at the issue. We talked about the negative side of the issue. And we've adjusted. The gentleman on the motorcycle, he had an issue. He didn't like me being transgender, but he did not understand. He didn't want to understand. He didn't want to, you know, become enlightened. He just wanted to be a jerk. Okay, I could have gone, hey, buddy, fuck you. But I didn't. 
I just acted like Buddha and let him take his own little present and walk away. We've all done it. We've all flipped up. We've all had our little spats. I've had people tell me, you know, make fun of me and laugh at me. And I've had, I've even had Gabriel step up to the plate. That's my oldest of my last three. And he walked up to somebody and he said, that's my parent you're making fun of. And I love that. As soon as he did that, I watched the conflict end. I didn't do it. And I didn't know what he was saying because he was very quiet. And it wasn't until later that I was actually able to get the whole story out of it. And it started to click that what was going on and what he had said and how it changed his environment and how he adjusted to that conflict. He learned from some of the things that I've been teaching them. And I felt as a parent at that moment, oh, <laughs> light be shining on my kid. It's learned something. And I've seen it. Da, da, da. And I was like, yeah, good going, mate. That's the way you do it. And I supported him. And I told him right then and there, you did everything I've been telling you to do. How did that make you feel before, and how did that make you feel afterwards? And he said, oh, I was so angry. I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, I was just, I was, I wanted to yell at them, and I wanted to scream at them, and I wanted to just tear them down. And I said, but you didn't. And he went, yeah, but I wanted to. And I went, yeah, but you didn't. And I said, how do you feel now? And he goes, well, since you told me I did an amazing thing, I feel pretty damn good about myself. And I said, yeah. And I feel really amazed of how much you have grown. And he looked at me with a tear in his eye and he said, thank you for caring. And I said back to him, thank you for standing up for me. He did exactly what I said in the early thing. The thing that you walk past is the thing you accept. He did not walk past that moment. He did not walk past that moment. He could have really seriously angered these women. But he took the risk and stood up and said, uh-uh, that's my important person. You need to back off. And it was an amazing moment for me as a parent to see that happen in my child. Thank you, my child. I've, last year I took classes to become an advocate um, for change in the way of violence towards women. It needs to stop. And I am very, very firm on that. I, I have no patience, no time, no forgiveness for it because we've had so many opportunities to change that I'm, I'm to the point where I need to make a stand. And I'm transgender. And some people might say, well, you're not a real woman. Okay, fair enough. Yep, my biology doesn't equate to that of a cisgendered woman. And I understand that. It's never going to change. But I certainly don't feel like a man. <laughs> because everything I have ever felt does not feel right when I think of myself as being a man. I just can't. I don't like it one little bit. And all I'm doing is changing the facade so that I can accept what I see is a masterpiece in the making. That's the way I look at it. You can say all the hurtful things you want towards me about being trans. You don't have to like it. I don't really care if you do or don't. And I just walk away when people get angry and say things. Like I had some young girls once making fun of me and I walked around. I, I was so upset and I just turned to him and I said, look, do you see what you're wearing? You're wearing 
clothes that you can get out of a thrift store. My shoes cost more than those. Not that it's bad that you're wearing shoes from a thrift store, but you're making fun of me for being dressed? Have you looked how you're dressed? I'm, you may have called me a freak, but look at you. You're looking like a trash heap. Think about it. And I walked away. That's all I said. And that was when I was very young at transition, and I wasn't terribly confident in myself, and I didn't really understand dressing correctly um, in public. And I walked around a corner, and this lovely older woman walked by, and walked right up to me, and she goes, Good on you, sister. Good on you. And I felt so wonderful at that time. And I've had other people, like I've had a woman who was obviously well over the acceptable weight limit for a bitch that she was sitting on. And I am not one for making jokes about people's weight. I have struggles with weight all my life. But if you're going to call a kettle black, you better be sure that that kettle doesn't have a little bit of bite to it. And I did. She made fun of me for being transgender. And I looked at her and I said, you know what? I am trying to make myself to be a better person. To accept who I have been all my life. You need to do the same for yourself. You weren't born the way you're treating your body right now. Maybe you need to work harder. And that's all I said, and I walked away. Because what I saw was a person that was so horrible on the inside as they were on the outside. And if that reflection of the outside was because of the inside, then you need to learn to fix that. Because I'm a very, very, very big uh, supporter of the idea that the toxin that you support inside your mind is going to affect your body. The more beautiful you are on the inside will directly show on the outside. Kindness pours out of us, just the same as negativity. I watched it do something horrible to one of my parents. Even to the end, it was destroying that individual. And it's a very, very sad, sad moment that that individual faded away. And none of my memories, none of my thoughts of what could have been are actually there. Only the hurt and pain that person caused me. But I've grown past it. And that's part of conflict resolution. I talk about that individual who returned, who was trying to return a video game of her sons and couldn't meet all the requirements to do it and then blew up and forever is on the internet as a blowing a trans person that went off their rocker. Not a, not a normal person, but a trans person. And if you look at it, you dissect that. If a normal, sorry for the word normal, but if, if a person, a cisgendered person, would have done the same thing, it would have been Lady Goes Burkos. Or man goes bonkers, or man has an anger issue, or woman has an anger issue. But no, it was a trans person. Trans, well, it wasn't so polite, but a, <laughs> it wasn't very polite at all. Person is going bonkers over a receipt. How different that would have been if you would have kept your cool, still upset, 
and talk to the manager. And if the manager wouldn't have given you what you were looking for, then you go to the district manager. How different the noise is when you act appropriately for it. Just like Buddha sitting on the grass. Yep. So the kids created the the kid has done something seriously wrong. But you're concerned more about being misgendered than you actually were about the problem at hand that you weren't getting your refund. So was it about the refund? Or was it about the fact that you got misgendered? I get misgendered all the time. Okay. I roll with it. I'm cool with it. Is it the biggest thing in the world since sliced bread? No. You will attract more flies with honey than you will vinegar. I've said this a million times and I say it to my kids. You want good people to be around you? You be a good person. You want people to think highly of you? Then you be a good person. You stand up. You support what needs to be supported. You stand up and you say, I'm tired of violence against women. I've got a speech I've got to give here this week or this month about the impacts of violence and on me and how throughout my whole life it has really fucked my life up. And how I've made some other poor choices directly resulting to that. And that made it even worse. I get to speak to about 20 lawyers about this. Who aren't aware how childhood trauma can impact us for the rest of our lives. I get to talk to lawyers about this who are going to be independent children's lawyers. I get to talk to them about how it impacted me as a parent going through the legal system and the stresses and the and the and the hurt that I see not only in my children but in my lives because of another parent. I get to talk to them about all of that. And how lucky and how amazingly fortunate I am to be who I am. I am a trans woman. I'm a member of the LGBT community. I'm a parent who cares about their children. And I am me. I am I. I have gone through a shitload of problems to get to this point. I have responded positively to difficult situations and I've reacted negatively over the past. And now that I'm older, 51 going for 52, <laughs> but now that I'm older, I see the, 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 the way that being positive in a negative situation can actually help you. You don't have to be verbally and go, yeah, thanks for telling me that I was born differently than you. Thanks. Your motorcycle doesn't look as good anymore. Or I could have just went, you keep your gift. I don't need it. By saying, you keep your gift, I don't need it. I didn't run the risk of the guy coming back and getting in my face and yelling at me and starting a fight. Granted, if my sarcasm and my uh, inappropriate nature would have seeped out and I would have spilled up the beans, which I have done in the past, I have gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with people, which never works out. We both walk away angry or we get into a fisty cup or, you know, or it gets worse. What's better? Think about it. What's better? The kind, gentle, or the stupid response. You have to eat both. I don't care what you think. It's going to make you feel like shit at the end, no matter which way you're going to go. But in the long run, 
the more you take the positive side, the easier it is to let go of. Trust me on this. I'm not going to pull any punches. The more you store up anger, the more that it erodes at you. Remember, I am I. Everything I do is me. Everything I say is me. Everything I am is me. If I am angry at everything, if I'm angry that my ex is a total twat, and I get angry and, and frustrated and I start yelling about it and start screaming about it and start, it isn't going to do me any good. I've taken the approach of telling my children, look, here's the facts. I can't change this individual. And there's nothing I can say, nothing I can do to make this individual step up to the plate. You know what your options are. You've been told by several people that they are. All you have to do is make the choice. And when you make that choice, I'll be here at this house with open arms, with compassion, with love and understanding. It's frustrating, believe me, it's frustrating when you see your kid upset. But sometimes you can't fight every battle for them. Sometimes you have to fight the battles of yourself, not to want to fight those battles. I can drag her to court. Believe me, I've got a mountain of evidence. But what good would it do me? It'd be money out of my pocket that I could spend on my kids. It'd be money out of my pocket that I could have a better life. It'd be money in my pocket that I could do something wonderful with. That would make a smile on my face, would lift my countenance and lift my spirit to a higher existence. Or I could just wallow in the mud with the other individual. And I hate getting money. But if I'm going to get dragged into a court, I've got all the evidence. I've got all the mud, and I can sling it too. But I don't want it. You keep your hate. You keep your anger. Because I don't want it. It's your gift to yourself. And I hope you have learned a little bit about conflict resolution. It doesn't work in every conflict, but give it a shot. And take good care of you because you matter. You really do. You matter more than anything you can ever imagine. Thanks for listening to Being Trans. And we'll talk next time. Bye now.